All right. Welcome. The Something Perplexing Podcast is back. And we're back specifically to tell you guys we have not disappeared. No one is dead. We're continuing our recordings right now. We're on a bit of a break, but we had to respect the holy day that is Friday the 13th. We're going to just, we just wanted to make sure, touch in with all our listeners, make sure and let you guys know that we be building up our next season, season three. We're going to release this episode right now. We're going to touch on something called the party. The Oklahoma Girl Scout Murders. Yeah, that's that's the name. I wanted to do the the Friday the Thirteenth noise when you said Friday the Thirteenth, but I couldn't remember how it goes. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> you had to make sure and um and do something for Friday the Thirteenth, and so that's why we're gonna just release this quick bonus episode for you guys yeah. to to make sure and understand what we're doing right now. It, on a brief break, we should be back in a few weeks. We're going to come back with our full episodes then. But for right now, I'm Issa. I'm Patty. I'm Khaled. I hope you guys aren't cheating on us with other podcasts. It's all right. <laughs> we'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. I feel it could be like an open relationship when it comes to them listening to other podcasts, but just not too consistently. Yeah. And we just need to be the one that they, they promote and push. You have to be, we have to be the, what is it? Like the, the, the first wife. Yeah, the main wife. You got to be the main wife. wife. We got to be we the main live, wife. We got to live in the main house. Yeah. In the house, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to live in the main house, man. For real. <laughs> in terms of like um, this particular thing that we exploring today. Now, I know Patty got like some details on this Oklahoma Girl Scout murder, right? Mm. And I know it like had some uh, angle to Friday the 13th. So before Patty dive into it, did you guys know Friday the 13th was based on a true story? What story is that? The unsolved lake massacre that the real Friday the 13th is based on. All right, now I'll post Uh up this link. So just remember, on Sunday, June 5th of 1960, four young teenagers were camping out on Finland's Lake oh. Bottom, right? Between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m., an unknown maniac wielding a knife brutally murdered three youngsters. The fort managed to escape with a fractured jaw and a concussion. This is like a whole podcast by itself, dude. I catch him or her so or they. Dude, <laughs> a handful of suspects were questioned, including a maintenance man, a vagrant. They actually, they, they question a vagrant. <laughs> even a KGB spy, the latter of whom showed up at a local hospital the day after the murders covered in red stains. The KGB spy had shown up. Right. Mm. <laughs> Despite the facts that one of the suspects confessed to the murder, sufficient evidence was never found to convict him of the crime. And to this day, the case is unsolved. I know who did it. What year was it? 19 what? 1960, 1960, June wow. 5th. Okay. I know yeah. who did it. I know the one. I know the one. I know who did this. Tell I us. Know. 
Was it the Vicarin? Survived. Why did he survive? How did he? He broke his own arm, hurt himself. Did he break his, his own jaw, dude? That's that's yeah. odd. Could have been Seems... in a fight with the other guys. I'm just saying. Could have been. He killed the other three. I think I could like. Fight. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could like um break like my like anything on my own. Like remember how Mel Gibson used to like pull his shoulder out in the Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. movies and then shimmy yes. out through like mm-hmm. like shit and whatnot, and then he would just pop it back in. I don't think I could even do that. No, bro. No, he didn't have to do that to himself. The other three who tried to kill probably did it to him. Maybe you know. Oh, fighting, you mean they was like fighting him off and shit? Maybe. Mm. Well. Fourth guy, if you're out there listening to this, don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> so good. If you're gonna be sued by anybody, you're gonna be the person from iHorror.com that write this article that I just read out. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, we don't know. We don't Allegedly. Know. Allegedly. I'm gonna send this to our group chat to make sure that we remember to post this as a credit. Yes. yes. <laughs> Because when you said Friday the 13th was a true story, I'm like, the day Friday the 13th? Like, no. It, it should be. But the well, actual I mean, the movie. The movie, the movie Friday the 13th. Apparently, like, kids and camp counselors getting killed by a lake is a thing that is happening for a while. Oh, now. it's a thing. We're going to talk about another one in a minute. Ooh. I didn't realize the Oklahoma, um, it is, was by a lake, too. By a lake, but it's in a camp. Is it by a lake? Oklahoma Girl Scout murders, right? Yes, it might be by a lake. The lake isn't part of the story, but it could be by a lake. I have no idea. Because when you said that, the the name of it, I thought of cookies, like same cookies. You know, oatmeal cookies. What kind of freak of nature are you? Girl Scout. Girl Scout. Yes. The some the what are they called? The samosas. Samoa, like, Samoa, Samoa, yeah. S'mores. S'mores. Not the oatmeal cookie. I didn't even know Girl Scouts had an oatmeal cookie. That's how just healthy diet culture bullshit collision. <laughs> <laughs> In the madman. You know, when you say uh, oatmeal cookies, how I feel about oatmeal, oatmeal cookies, like raisins yeah. and chocolate. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And oatmeal okay. cookies are fine. I don't hate them, but if I'm gonna enjoy a Girl Scout cookie, which doesn't come around all the time, I'm gonna go get an oatmeal cookie. Same thing with raisins and chocolate. That's not a favorite. The mint one. The mint one is my favorite. Ooh, the mint one is good. Wait, you like the mint Girl Scout cookies more than the um the coconut one? The coconut one is my charm, dude. No, no, but that's an American. The coconut, <laughs> the coconut, the, the, the coconut cookies on the um the, the Girl Scout coconut cookies. That's my jam. That's my number, number one. one. Number one. Yeah, agreed. Those are, one. Those agreed. Are, agreed. Those are delicious. Mint is nice though. Yeah, I'm not like a massive coconut fan, but shit. That one you know, sold me to coconut. You know, you know which Girl Scouts didn't make their, their mark and sell all their boxes. Oh my god, Khaled, that's not nice. <laughs> my neighbor is down the street. Oh, okay. oh, I thought that was your transition to the oh. Oklahoma murders. So I was like, oh damn, dude. No, I was gonna go there, but I'm like, no. Guys, I have a very quick Girl Scout story and then we'll jump into the actual story. When I was a kid, 
Did you do you guys remember Camp Beverly Hills with Shelley Long? Yes. Dan Chambers, don't you? I saw that movie and I thought being a Girl Scout had to be the most fabulous thing ever. So I begged my mom. I was like, please, I want to be a Girl Scout. Please, I want to be a Girl Scout. So I, my mom took me to a Girl Scout meeting. It was not like that. The 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 leaders were not like fabulous, like Shelly Long. They were not. And I went to like two meetings, and then I told my mom, I was like, I don't think not in these exact words. I was like, I don't think this is my vibe. And I stopped going. <laughs> I went to one of those ones, those Girl Scout meetings for my you sister. You did? Oh, okay. But why didn't you like it? it was, this wasn't as fancy as you thought it was going to be, right? I thought it was going to be shopping. I don't want to be in the freaking woods with a bunch of... <laughs> and, and also, it was really... I guess the people in it had been doing it for a long time, so it felt a little clicky. Um, and I was actually a really, really shy little kid, so it wasn't like I was like great at making friends. So I just... It... Hmm. Like, ah, forget it. Give me my cookies. You won't see yeah. me again. Yeah. I know people deep into it, dude. Like we know people deep into it. And like I, I like I never I never really get into it. Yeah. It seemed very um I'm like, I hate to say that, dude, but it seemed very parent involved. Oh, what the <laughs> extra... <laughs> like like what do I mean that involved in the kids' extracurricular activity? That for, oh. like I feel like you know that's their time. Yeah, <laughs> to, I mean if you uh, put kids, if you put kids in activities, it's so that you don't have to be around them for that time. You want to stay blatant, but what I'm saying is that you know, seems very, very. It's not like a double. That's not like a double commitment. Not only is your kid doing it, but now you have to do it too. That's like if you put your daughter in ballet, and all of a sudden you have to wear a tutu. No. My kid's in karate right now, and the karate teacher had asked me to be part of the karate class, and he was like, "Oh, come, come learn karate." I was like, "No, <laughs> wow. no, that definitely not gonna happen." I was like, "Listen, man." I'm super comfortable with you being able to kick my ass. I don't think that ever going to change with that. With <laughs> as much karate as I take. So we'll keep this arrangement as is. You, you, you go to your church and I'll go to mine. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Good times. Good times. So. To transition into this Friday 13th madness. What happened to these Girl Scouts, Patricia? Okay. Do you want me to tell it? Do you want to start the story or do you want me to do it? You you, you must you must start. You're a girl. You were in the Girl Scouts. A woman. So a woman. You wasn't in the Girl Scouts. I wanted to, to be to me, you was hundred percent in the Girl Scouts. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, just story. I have like 10 bad 10 badges. What are they called? Badges, badges. yeah. Yeah. Earn your badges. Uh, I got to drop a badge. Story. Okay, so so this story starts on June 12, 1977, in an area of Oklahoma called Locust Grove, and what there was, was a, June 12, 1977. It was not Thursday? a Friday though. Oh, okay. And no, it wasn't a Friday. I forgot what day it was, but it wasn't a Friday. So would not be crazy if it was a Thursday. Yeah, almost. Out. Oh, look at it. Almost 45 years ago, we're coming up. We're actually just 
as we found this pretty much a month away from June 12th, so from it being 45 years. So in this area of Locust Grove in Oklahoma, there is a place called Camp Scott. And Camp Scott is located in an area, it's 400 acres of wood. And this is a place that's been a camp for years. I don't know how many years, uh, but it's been a camp for years and years. And this is the first day of camp for these young girls. So on this particular day, the weather goes to shit pretty much. And it starts to get like, rainy and there's a storm so the camp counselors tell the girls hey you know what go into your tents which we're going to talk about in a minute your cabin I should say go into your cabin and write letters to your parents at home pretty much do anything but be out in the rain and they go into their cabin tents let me explain what these things look like so pretty much it's a platform like a wooden platform. And in each of them, there's four cots. And then it doesn't have walls. It doesn't have a door. It's pretty much set up like a tent. So it's just a flap. So anybody can get in. Anybody can come out. You can't close a door. It's like a tent on a platform. This is where these girls are staying. But it's like a tent though. So it got like a roof and... Yeah, it's got a roof. I'm just setting the scene for you that okay. anybody can come in and anybody can come out. That's a, that's what we call a premonition, a premonition okay. or an omen. I don't know. Anyway, okay. so this tent from where the camp counselors are staying, which was tent eight, there's three little girls. Their names are Lori Lee Farmer, Michelle Heather Goose, and Doris Denise Milner. Uh, and they're about over 80 yards away from the camp counselor tent. Each, I mentioned that each tent has four cots. There's supposed to be a fourth girl in their particular tent, but for some reason, she's running behind, so she's going, She's to be showing up the next day, which is June 13th. So let me tell you a little bit about these three different girls. So Lori Farmer, she's the youngest girl at the camp. They were eight, nine, and ten, so Lori was eight, Aww. and she's from... These babies. She's a, they're little babies. She's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And she was said by her family, they said that she was a very smart little girl. Then there's Michelle Goose. And this was Michelle's second time going to the camp. And Michelle was a shy girl. And she was really, really into her plants. Apparently, I think one of her family members, when they were interviewing them, said that she made sure that her family was going to be able to water her plants while she was away at camp. And then the last one is Denise Milner, who actually got to go to camp because she sold enough Girl Scout cookies. I really don't know how many boxes or what that means, but that's why she was able to go. She was actually supposed to be going with friends. And when the friends, I guess they just couldn't go, they backed out. She really didn't even want to go to camp. She's like, I don't want to do this. And they were saying that she cried on the bus on the way to camp. And she was a street student. So the girls are in their tents. They're allegedly writing. Wait, wait, wait. Before you continue. Yes. Did you guys do that thing? This this summer camp thing? Because that is something that make itself present to me as a thing to do in America. And like, bruh, I was like, I don't think I'm like 10, 9, 8, 9, 10 years old. Like, I'm not going to yeah. send my kids anywhere for, like, two weeks by themselves, dude. Like, like for real, like, my girl would have to convince me for grandmom and stuff. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? To send yeah. them to stay with grandma for like a week. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, all right, it's grandma. Yeah. No, I'm she Hispanic. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm Hispanic. My mom didn't let me stay at anybody's house, let alone a summer camp with a bunch of strangers. Dude, and she, what is with like, summer camp, I got, man? I got to go for a weekend. That was about it, the way. So, you know, about yeah. it at a camp. Up in Miami Gardens. It's a camp we had to go to just for the weekend. It was like a religious right. thing, or it was like. Yeah. Oh. A religious camp. Uh. I dug a big, a big hole. You know, dug a deep oh, hole. Oh, you dude. Wait, 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 You dug a big hole for what? <laughs> on a shovel. There was a swing <laughs> on the camp, and I was uh-huh. digging a hole so my feet wouldn't touch the floor. So oh, okay, okay. I thought okay. like the camp leaders were like, "You need to dig a hole now. Go to sleep." And I was like, "Wait, what?" You're right. No, dig a trench. Got to know that's like the hole because they said I shouldn't have dug the hole to begin with. I'm like, God damn it. I mean, oops, sorry. I mean, <laughs> I had to pull back in the hole. Dude, how Campus old are you? I have no idea. 23. Nine, 10, 11. <laughs> old enough to dig a hole. Dude, and this is three girls, and they're just like, okay, cool beans. Yeah. Go to a camp for like two weeks. I don't old these camp counselors are honestly but i know that when you watch movies camp counselors are usually teenagers it's not even like they're wrong no. like willing and capable adults but to be fair i don't know in this particular camp how old these camp counselors are so they could have been 73 i have no idea but i'm just saying what i see in movies they're always teenagers mm-hmm. Friday yep. yeah. a bunch of teenagers yeah yeah, yeah. Band, so. band camp band camp yeah, band camp. American Pie? American Pie. Yeah. I have friends that went to band camp, but I get the impression that that was kind of like a different vibe. But I don't know, like just two weeks to send your kids anywhere. Yeah, no, there's no way. My mom doesn't even want me to fly to another state. She gives me a lecture every time I travel. She's like, don't talk to strangers. Don't do this. <laughs> and I'm like 40 years old. So imagine when I was eight. Like, dude, she would have had my mom. My mom would have gone with me to camp. Are you kidding? Like, yeah. These wow. days, you don't trust nobody. Can't trust I love nobody. you still have the don't talk to strangers talk with you, dude. That's if I awesome. tell her that I'm crossing the street, she'll be like, look both ways. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> got it. That's a lot of love, buddy. Yeah, dude. Okay. So at 1.30 that morning, uh, one of the camp counselors hears some of the girls, I think they were the girls from Tech Six. They're like giggling and laughing. And she tells them, hey, you guys be quiet, go to bed. They continue on with their giggling. So her and another camp counselor, they walk over to the tent to get the girls to quiet down. When they're there, they hear a noise coming from the direction of the tent one and two. And it kind of sounded like a moaning sound. And they assumed that's an animal right so she one of them has a flashlight she shakes the flashlight over in the direction where she's hearing the noises and it stops the noise stops so she's like definitely it was an animal they go back to their tents everybody goes to sleep one of the camp counselors one of the camp counselors that had been that went to look to quiet down the girls in tent six she gets up really early in the morning like around 6 a.m she does this, you know, she wants to get up, she wants to shower, she wants to get ready before everybody is awake. When she exits her tent, she notices 
like sleeping bags on the ground. And she's like, this is bizarre. And so she goes and she approaches uh, the sleeping bag. She approaches what, where the sleeping bags are and she sees that it is the sleeping bags. Two of the sleeping bags are completely closed. The third one is open. When she approaches the one that is open, she realizes that there's a dead body. And that was Doris Milner's body. Um, she then goes and I don't know if she opens the other ones, but inside the other ones were the two other little girls also dead. I, if she opened them, if she just freaked out, I don't really know. Somehow they managed to they managed to have the camp evacuated by 10 a.m. I don't know. To be honest, if the girls, if the other girls in camp knew exactly what was going on or if they were discreet about it, I really don't know how they handled uh, that situation. But obviously the police gets called and they show up and they find, you know, the, the, this awful, awful scene, three little girls that have been murdered in their sleeping tents. They find that, and this is really gruesome, that there's duct tape on the little girls. Um, they also found rope, a flashlight, sunglasses, and a sunglass case. And once the girls' bodies are examined, they determined that these girls were not raped, but they had been sexually molested. Oh. The, the flashlight that they find, they um, it's been like tampered with so that it wouldn't make noise. They put in, I think it was newspaper that he put inside so that the, you know, when you have a flashlight that the batteries will make a sound, he put newspaper in it so that it wouldn't make that sound, so that it wouldn't make the rattling noise. And then he also went ahead and he put, covered the, the front with tape so that the light wouldn't be as bright. It was kind of dulled down. Um, inside of the actual tents, uh, they find that there's pretty much blood everywhere. I read somewhere that, that I think there was only one spot in the tents. I don't know if it was one of the beds or something where they didn't find blood, uh, one spot. It was just, it was just a awful 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 thing for them to walk in on they did find a shoe print like a bloody shoe print footprint i should say in the on the floor in around go ahead sorry Colette. so how, how did they what, what did he what did the person whoever it was do to the girls to uh, like kill them like, yeah where, where was the that? From? oh you know yeah. did i read that I just know it have plenty of blood. Yeah. I want to say sexually I, abused them. I want to say way. I want to say that they were stabbed. <laughs> I want to say that that was the cause of death is that they were stabbed. But I'm gonna look that up because in all my notes, my very extensive notes, I didn't write that. Hold on. June twelfth, nineteen seventy-seven. Right. Yep, that is correct. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. Okay. I thought it was a Monday. It was a Sunday. Looked like it was a Sunday. Maybe. So they were bludgeoned and strangled. Bludgeoned. Uh, uh, oh, so they probably hit them with a the flashlight or something, you think? 
Yeah, maybe. I just, I think it's crazy that, well, I guess he was quiet, that nobody, nobody heard anything. What was the so, morning songs, though, that she hear, like, at one to three? You think it had, it had something to do with that? Or it was, I, like... I do. I think it was probably him. Yeah. So that mean he was there from like since one to two in the morning and somebody wake up and just like, oh, there's no biggie. Yeah. The woods, I just, I don't understand why people just go hang out in woods either. Dude. That's, that's not, another thing I don't get. The whole not, camping thing. That's not, that's not it for me, dude. If there's no, not a lock on the door and like legit walls, we're not doing it. I don't care what, no, but I mean with walls, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right where, where you where you think about going camping dude well my brother goes camping all the time with his friends so i'm thinking about joining in uh, with them next time see what happens i mean dude listen i went deep into the forest many a time like for real like i went with like friends and, and trinidad and have plenty like forested areas and shit like that and got too much forest areas in miami but like i i went deep into it but like spending to like i sleep overnight on the beach many a night like just roam up to the beach and just sleep on the beach okay why yes huh no it was just even like dudes it was just like you know it was a good time yeah, it was a good time, time, time but no so i sleep nope. on the beach a couple times but dude i i don't know how i feel about the camping thing for real like going out into the forest and setting up a tent I feel like I would have done camping in my 20s and I would have slept on the beach in my 20s, but I'm 40 years old. I'm not sleeping anywhere <laughs> where there's not a security guard. Even that, I don't even trust a security guard. I'm not sleeping anywhere where there's not walls. My boy, a pal of mine, right? He equally city dude as me, right? And he went, he went what he was describing it as glamping so like he get this real awesome oh, suv or rv oh, or something like that yeah. it have like everything in it and it in these community other uh, rvs that you just go park up in your other uh, rvs and you got like ac and direct tv and shit in the rv i don't know maybe i could do that one but yeah i could do that wow that's a, that's a plan but, i was yeah. thinking about getting a naked and afraid naked afraid in the woods you want you know, your rate? What is it called? Your rating? Your yeah, your is, PSRSI rating or something like that. Yeah, I would be like a negative eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the hell is that, dude? You get you never, and afraid. You afraid. <laughs> I don't know what the PSR. Right. Like I see a couple episodes. It's your survival rating. It's your survival oh. rating. <laughs> Because, like, the few times I, I turned it on, I was like, are these motherfuckers really right now just naked in this forest for the next 60 minutes, dude? Is that what I want? And, like, I just never really watch it. I watch a skit. I watch a skit that the dude from uh, Game of Thrones and uh, the girl from Saturday Night Live, Leslie, Leslie something. She awesome, dude. She's so hilarious. And the... Um, oh, Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones, right? Uh-huh. It was her and the guy from Saturday Night Live, the one that the the, the little person. Um, he play he play like the 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 hand to the king, dude. He's so awesome, man. Look, I'm gonna try to look him up now. He played from, the from hand Game of Thrones. from Game of Thrones. 
Oh, I think it's like from Saturday Night Live. No, Leslie yeah. New- Leslie Jones was Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. No, I know who you're talking about. I uh, yeah. Patrick. No, Patrick. No, uh, Dinkley. So yes, Dink- Dinkley. Tyron. Uh, Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage, not Dinklage. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. Peter <laughs> Dinklage and Leslie Jones do like a SNL skit with Naked uh, Naked and Afraid. It was the funniest fucking thing, dude. Oh, dude, I haven't seen that. That sounds funny. Yeah, Leslie Jones is awesome. Anyway, all right. So we on to the next morning. The police show yeah, up, and the in my head, I picture in like old seventies ass police in Oklahoma. You're picturing just, Columbo. Yeah, I picture it. Well, I picture in like you know why really picture in the the police that discovered the bride and killed Bill Part Two. Remember that police, and he had show up with the old seventies ass car, and he had on his shades, and oh, then the bride yeah, 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 his course. face. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. So that's that's the police I pictured showing up for this scene. I was I was picturing Columbo, uh, but <laughs> yeah. So the police are there; they're investigating the scene around Camp Scott and these four hundred acres of woods. There are some caves, and so some the what? police caves, caves, caves. <laughs> that's the last chosen thing. Caves. I, I know what um, that is, dude. A cave, dude. A cave. Oh, a cave. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So there's caves, and the cops are like, "Let's go investigate these caves." And when they're investigating the caves, they do find. It seems like somebody's been living in one of these caves. They find, I guess, like old food. There's newspapers, uh, and there's duct tape, which kind of odd, right? And then the more, I guess, obvious clue that the killer is residing in this cave is a sign there's a note that the killer has written on the wall i don't know what he wrote it with but it says the killer was here bye bye fools bye bye who fools fools oh dude yeah what the fuck dude the sheriff working the case he just he's got he's got he's got that sheriff intuition like Columbo and he knows he's like I know who did this I know who did this and he believes that a man named Gene Leroy Hart is the killer that that's that's what his intuition is telling him that's what he's believing and that's what he's going with so let's talk a little bit about Gene Leroy Hart so Gene Leroy Hart is a guy he is at this time he's in his early 30s and he's a local man from from that area. He grew up, when he was growing up, he played football. He was a great football player. Uh, Eventually, something started (laughs) to go downhill, and he became pretty much, uh, he started off being a petty criminal, and those petty crimes escalated. So in June of 1966, so six years before, no, I'm sorry, 11 years before this crime, he is... Goes to a nightclub in Tulsa, which is a busier part of Oklahoma, and he abducts two young women. He ends up raping them and sodomizing them. Uh, He doesn't kill them, and he is eventually caught, and he's charged with rape and kidnapping. But 
he's eventually released on parole. Fuck, because this is 1977 in America? This like, is what 1966 hell, in America. Uh, but I feel like if you're the right shade and you have the right bank account, you can still get away with shit like this in America today in 2022. Crap. But, so he, he's he released. He decides he's going to start robbing houses. Um, a lot of these burglaries that he commits, they never really find out about him because people don't even say anything. But there's a particular home where the person does call the police. He's caught. He is convicted for the crimes. I guess after that happens, other people come out and are, I guess he burglarized our home as well. And since he had been on parole when he committed these crimes, he's actually given, he's sentenced, he's convicted. And I read that it was, he was facing like something like over 300 years of prison time because because of this, which is ironic because when he raped his daughter by his two girls, they're like, you could go. But then he stole a couple things and they're like, 300 years, shame on you. Um, after his trial, when he's been taken back to the jail, he escapes. They apprehend him. Like a jailbreak? Like a straight out jailbreak? Like a jailbreak. He escapes. Okay. They, they apprehend him pretty quickly. And guess what? He escaped again? Uh-huh. He escaped times two? He escaped wow. again. This was in 1973. These crimes were committed in 1977. He is eventually arrested for these crimes in 1978. His trial starts in 1979. And during the trial, they had sperm i guess it was on one of the sheets in the thing and i didn't even know that they had this kind of science in 1979 but apparently they had some kind of science in 1979 and they studied the sperm and they came up that only like 0.002 percent of the male population matched what they found in the sperm what it was i have no idea i'm you know i'm not a biologist um I got sperm. I didn't know too much about the nature yeah. of it. You know what I mean? I know it made babies. Uh-huh, exactly. And there you go. And so even with this information that he matched that, and that only 0.002%, he is acquitted. Like, And I think a lot of it had to do with that he was a local man. Maybe that had something. I don't really know why he was acquitted. But the end. the point is that he's acquitted, but it doesn't even matter. Because he's going back to prison. Because remember, he was convicted and was facing like 300. Um, 30 years. Damn. 300 years, right? So he's, anyway, going back to prison. He goes back to prison. And he ends up dying shortly after. Like, not even a year after that. He ends up dying of a heart attack. So that's pretty much the story. But then it came back into light recently. Actually, May 5th, which about a week ago when oxygen the network that shows snapped Issa, do you remember we talked about snap <laughs> i remember you talking uh, about snap <laughs> did report that the the sheriff of the town had they done additional testing on the dna obviously the our science is more advanced now and that they could pretty much confirm that it was in fact him that committed the murders of little girls and uh, the case, he said the case wasn't closed. That's the last I read. I don't know since it's been closed. 
but that it wasn't closed because I guess there has to be a final agreement to close out the case, but that pretty much it's Gene Leroy Hart. He's who's responsible for, for those murders. And Camp Scott uh, apparently had been in business for about 50 years. And after June 13th, which was not a Friday, but June 13th, 1977, it was never reopened again. That's the story. Dude, but there was also a little part there where they, they said one of the camp counselors noticed that her room was ransacked and she had a donut box. You heard about that? No, tell It was in the Wikipedia thing it sent us. Basically, this camp counselor said that when she went to her room, the donuts were missing. And in the donut box, there was a note. And the note said, basically, um, we are on a mission to kill three girls in tent one. The director of the camp uh, uh, treated the note as a prank and was discarded. So, oh, okay. We are on a mission. He used the phrase we. So, so remember that they heard the noises by tent one and tent two. Maybe what ended up happening is he realized, I'm not going to be able to do tent one or tent two. I'm going to go to tent eight because that's the one that's the furthest away from the counselors. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you get three girls to be quiet? You know, the tape, dude. All three keep quiet. Me, yeah, he threatened them. Yeah, Jeez, dude. sucks. And, and our, the boy, the guy dies in prison lifting weights from when her dad of a heart attack, lifting oh, weights. Well, how old was he when he died, Khalid? Like, he was young, yeah, he was young, yeah. really young. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. And I'm pretty sure he's done it before. Pretty sure. If he was that bold to, to, to well, he, he did rape those two pregnant ladies. So he was caught for that. But who knows what else was going on in between all this all of this. Dude, yeah. just like reaffirm my like hate for Babylon. And when I say Babylon, let me let me throw down some some Rastafarian shit for you guys. I'm talking about the system, dude. I'm talking about okay. the fucking system dude a fucking system that would could that this guy technically was never convicted and then it have all these people who gonna say oh well he was never convicted dude that dude kill him everybody know he kill him it's kind of like just this system dude that like pronounce people not guilty nothing no justice no anything a woman have no rights to their body is like it's just this weird, messed up system, dude. Yeah. It's heartbreaking, yeah. man. It, it is, is heartbreaking. Like, shit. I wonder if the jury was like, we don't know 100%. No, he's going back to prison anyway. I wonder if he wasn't sent to go back to prison for those 300 and whatever years that he was supposed to serve. I wonder, would they have found him guilty? Because can you imagine if he... If this happened and he wasn't on parole and he's innocent, he would have killed more people. Easy, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, Depressing my, um, topic. Yeah. Ted Bundy got away like about three times. Was it Ted Bundy? Like he escaped like multiple times, dude. Dude, Ted, yeah. That's him. That's why I, that's when he came to Florida and well, that's what ended up getting him caught. <laughs> 
is that he escapes to Florida, kills a bunch of people, and then they're like, you were in Florida and a bunch of people are dead. He would have gotten off. We need to do a Ted Bundy episode because I have a lot of feelings about Ted Bundy. <laughs> I can't wait. We, we, we're going to cover Ted Bundy in season three with a bunch of different special things that you guys are going to love. It's going to include, hopefully, Ted Bundy. It's going to include maybe Nostradamus. It's going to include things like astrology. It's going to include special guests. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Khalid, do you have like okay. any kind of thoughts about what uh, what our listeners have to look forward to in season three of the Something Perplexing podcast? Mind-blowing, ear-bleeding amazingness, basically, is what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say air raping, but that may be going too far. <laughs> delete that part out if you want. Maybe, maybe. I won't. No, it's going to be in there. So good. We're not going like to keep it rape. in the air. And it just feels so good with the Q-tip in there. Right? You know? Q-tip good. I okay. like freaking out with the whole Q-tip thing now because every other article I see and I can't put like a Q-tip deep into my ear and like I want to stick it deep in my ear, dude. I do. Don't do it. Don't do it. I did that once. I went like I was playing around with a Q-tip and I'm like, damn, I went in and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so bad. It was so bad. I'm going to make a Q-tip confession. You guys want to hear my Q-tip confession? Don't tell oh, yeah. me to say use Q-tips. No, I stick, like when I was a kid, I stick it in my nose and they had to take me to the hospital to get a Q-tip out of my nose. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, this is like cool. five years old kind of thing, but I like so remember them taking me to the hospital, dude. I have a question. Q-tip out of the nose and when, you went, when you went to do like a COVID test the first time, were you like triggered at all? Oh, <laughs> no, no, it was bad. It was bad. Okay. <laughs> Patricia, what is yes. your message to the listeners of what they could anticipate for the next well, greatest season of podcasting on the whole? Like any good production, there's going to be a wedding and there's going to be explosions. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> like what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> with that said Melrose Place Melrose Place Explosions Air Rape Boom. The original <laughs> The original Melrose Place <laughs> With that said Guys please <laughs> Again we should be back in a few weeks Please check out the Instagram We have that Twitter Check that out Right, It's it there yeah. But the Instagram super active. Make sure yeah. and check out the Instagram. Message us. Reach out. Listen to us where you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends. Catch up on the old episodes. We'll be back soon. Bye. We're going back to our regeneration pods. <laughs> Clean the wax out of yours, guys. <laughs> You're ready for us. Boom. Um. <laughs>